spreads as far as the east is from the west and takes that which is like scarlet and makes it white as snow. That which takes our transgressions and tramples them underneath his feet and throws them into the ocean. God is a forgiving God and forgiveness is something only God can do. So for the next four weeks, I want to talk to you about forgiveness. We're going to get into some other practical matters. I think next week we'll be talking about um, uh, being forgiven. Those that have been wronged being forgiven. Then the next week we'll talk about those that have been wronged and their transgressor needs to be forgiven. How does the wronged practice forgiveness? Oh boy, it could get messy, Mark. You may want to miss the third week from now. But then, that's two weeks from now, never mind. The third week from now is a good question that comes directly from you. One of you wrote this when I was planning sermons a year in advance. I gave you a planning sermon document. You may remember that. And you wrote, you answered four questions for me. One of you, and I long forgotten who, but one of you had asked, does God forget? And are we supposed to forget when we forgive? Does forgiveness mean that God forgets? And does it mean that we're supposed to forget? Well, that would be a question that we'll handle directly. We'll just, we're going to answer your question. Well, I don't know if we'll answer it. By God's grace, we'll answer it. But someone in this room asked that question, and it was a brilliant. Whoever asked it was a brilliant question. And our luck, the person that asked it's not here right now. But hopefully, by God's grace, they will be four weeks from now. But... We can't talk about our role in forgiveness without first talking about where forgiveness comes from. Forgiveness is not the good idea of Scott Ostrander. Well, Scott, you have some good ideas, and you definitely have some good cooking. But it's not your idea to forgive. It's not Pastor Jake's idea to forgive or Pastor Megan's idea to forgive. Forgiveness does not come from the church. Forgiveness comes from God. And it's not just a good idea that God had. It's God's character. It's bound up in who He is and whom God is. That when God breathes, God breathes forgiveness. It's all that God can do. It's all that God knows how to do. That God can't really, God cannot exist in any other form. That the way in which God exists is one of compassion, of one of mercy. It's one of justice. And all of that is bound up and rooted in God's character as one that forgives. One that extends oneself to the deepest measure to take away and to wipe away all that which would stand between God's creation and God's self. We are blessed (laughs) to belong to a God. And by we, I mean all of creation is blessed to belong to a creator whose very intrinsic identity is forgiveness. But this idea, as you can imagine, as we know, as we have experienced, is difficult to grasp. And so God sends an object lesson. An object lesson with authority and divine being and power. God sends God's Son. It's God's ultimate manifestation of His character. If you want to know what God is like, then read about Jesus. 
If you want to know what God says when God speaks, then listen to Jesus. If you want to know where God goes, then pay attention to Jesus. If you want to know what God looks like, bloodied and bruised, beaten and resurrected, then look at Jesus. See, Jesus is always God, and God is always like Jesus. And so to hammer in the nail to what does forgiveness actually look like, God sent forgiveness to earth. And forgiveness is hanging out with some people. It's in Luke chapter 7, if you want to fact check me this morning. You can have a live politifact going on right now. If you go to Luke chapter 7, you can fact check everything I'm saying. I'm not always right, so we need you We need accountability. We need multiple readers in Scripture. It's Luke 7. Forgiveness shows up in the banquet. A Pharisee has invited forgiveness to come into into his home and to sit with him. Of course, Jesus is the very character of God revealed to us, and God is forgiveness. So Jesus is forgiveness, and so forgiveness shows up to this banquet. It's a beautiful scene, and in that culture, uh, the way that it worked in that culture, it was like um, it was like following a live stream. It was a very public event. It was as if the press corps was invited in to the dinner all the time. You had a constant live stream around the most public figures. It was a very public life they lived. And so when this Pharisee invites, uh, invites Jesus over for dinner, it's a big deal. Everyone's paying attention. It's like the Mayweather and McGregor fight. People are paying top dollar for the seats, top seats. And they're sitting in an open air place where folks can gather around. And so the city is there. They're very interested in these discussions. Just as we are glued to Twitter, (laughs) wanting to know the live updates of when so-and-so speaks, or when so-and-so makes an address, or when so-and-so holds a press conference. We're there. We're on Twitter. We're trying to find out. We're paying attention to the live stream. Well, it's the very exact same thing. It's just without those technologies. And so physically they're present. They, they show up to the scene. And they're surrounding this, this courtyard, this, this dinner scene. And the fact that Jesus is invited around the table says something about that Pharisee. That the Pharisee that invited Jesus to come there recognizes that he is someone of importance. And someone that has a word. Someone that is equal, a dignitary, so to speak. I'm not sure the Pharisee understands that forgiveness is sitting at his table. It's just a good teacher to him. But there is forgiveness. And there's a person there. This is the word of the Lord, y'all. I'm telling you, it is good for you. It's good for you. You, Jacqueline, it's good for you. Okay. I don't know why I pointed you out. I need forgiveness just as much as you do. Okay. This is a good word. There's one person there that is so drawn to this scene that she reacts in ways that just, that just rip apart the culture. She becomes undone in this scene. It's as if she cannot control herself and all of her rational capacities are completely untangled and undone. And she unravels 
at the feet of forgiveness. I'm not sure anyone else understands who's sitting at the table. But the one with guilt does. She recognizes him. She's heard about him. Just prior to this passage, he's been talking about wisdom in her children. And that wisdom's children understand when wisdom's around and those children abound by their parent because wisdom is for them. Apparently, this prostitute more than likely is wisdom's child understanding that who sits at this table is for her is infinitely for her as far as the east is from the west for her as if her sins in her body are like scarlet he is white as snow and will wash her pure. She understands something about this man. As if his feet are strong enough to trample her transgressions and throw them into the ocean. She's looking at this person and she sees something more than a dignitary. She sees forgiveness at the dinner table. And so the spectators, as they're standing around, I imagine they're shoulder to shoulder. She cannot help herself. She lunges towards the man. Well, this would be absolutely unacceptable. For as we invite people to watch the live stream, it's another thing to invite people into the conversation. It's okay to watch on CNN or on Fox News, but it's another thing to come on. I'm just remembering something maybe I shouldn't mention. Do you guys remember just after President Trump got elected, it was in January or February, he's holding a, he's holding a rally in Melbourne, Florida. And he invites a random person up onto the stage. Do you guys remember that? He sees someone out on the stage. He gets really excited because they, they, they agree with one another. And, and he's excited. And in his mind, I just, I resonate with this so much. In his mind, he goes, this will be a great idea. <laughs> I get that. That's why I'm sharing this story right now. It may not be a good idea for me to share it. But I mean, I, I get that. I resonate with him, man. I am, in, in this instance, I am one with President Trump. I get it, what it's like to get hopped up on emotion and be like, this is going to be great. <laughs> They're going to love this. Watch what I'm going to do. <laughs> and so then he invites this random stranger that has not been screened by security onto the stage of the President of the United States of America. Secret Service doesn't like it when you do that. And uh, this guy about lost his life as, as President Trump says, go ahead, jump over the barriers. It's okay. <laughs> so he does and then gets just ransacked by like five Secret Service agents. And oh boy, and finally the guy gets up on stage and you can tell very quickly that he's not a dignitary, that he's an outsider. This scene has something like this. She lunges onto the stage, onto a stage in which she was not invited and the people there to protect and guard what was sacred, lunge after her. You're not supposed to be here. What are you doing? Before they can get to her, she's at the feet of forgiveness. And she takes what accounts to about a year's worth of wages, maybe even up to two years' worth of wages. She has this ointment with her. And it has a long handle, and you have to break the handle in order to get the ointment out. Oh, can't you just see her? So excited at the person which is undoing all of her um, insecurities. Oh, with a full heart, 
in all of herself. She just breaks every rule there is. She jumps over the barricade, runs past secret service, and at the feet of forgiveness, and she breaks the ointment open. She pours two years worth of, can you imagine? I mean, for some of us in this room, that's, that's $80,000. For some of us, that's $100,000. And for others, it, it's a little less than that. It's a little more than that. For some of us, that's like $200,000. Could you imagine two years of wages? And she's, what is she doing? Who who is this man? Who deserves this? Who is this guy that would cause her to get herself arrested? Would cause herself to run and publicly shame herself? Run onto a stage in which she's not invited and to break open the most expensive perfume that, we, that I could think of and pour it and dump it upon his feet and then with her physical body She takes all that she is in representation with her hair and she begins to wash his feet. I think she was going for his head. The commentators say, in the play-by-play commentary, they said they're going for his head. But because of the way that he's positioned, she just takes what she can get. She comes and she just falls on the first thing that she can fall on and it's his feet. And so here she is on the ground with Jesus' dirty feet going above and beyond what would be expected in the hospitality codes of the day. She obliterates what hospitality is required for. She goes way beyond hospitality. She gives up her body. She washes his feet with her hair. She cries upon him. She empties herself, all of herself, Because I think she understands who's at the dinner table. The one who's at the dinner table? He's the one that owns that thousand cattle on a thousand hills. The one that's at the dinner table? Is the one that gathered up the dust in Genesis 2-7 and breathed into it. The one at the dinner table? Is the one that was hovering over the tohu and bohu, the wilderness and emptiness, the chaos in the very beginning. That which gives life to all is sitting at the dinner table. And the one sitting at the dinner table is not just the creator. It's the creator whose intrinsic character is forgiveness. It's not guilt that brought her to Jesus. It is Jesus that brought out all of her guilt. If I wrote one line in my sermon, it was that one. So we're going back to repeat that one, okay? I'll even read it off the script because it was better when I wrote it. It's not her guilt. This seems authentic, doesn't it? It's not her guilt that draws her to Jesus. It is Jesus that draws out her guilt. There's something compelling about this man. And he's here. Wherever two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus, he is here. Amongst us, the presence of forgiveness, the very character of forgiveness, God who gives freely of grace. Here's the thing about this woman. 
is that she gives all of herself to the one who's giving his body back to her. Forgiveness requires relationship. And relationship requires giving. Forgiveness won't work. Let's say that Drew and I hate each other. Forgiveness won't work if I don't have a relationship with Drew. A relationship will not work if I don't give. Tell me, married couples, how well does it work when you stop giving yourself to your spouse? Tell me, dating couples, how well does it work when you go weeks without communicating on text? I don't know how you date these days, but let's say you just text each other. How long? I'm used to teenagers. I'm used to teenagers. That is how they date. And, uh, and if, if they go two weeks without texting one another, the relationship is over. You have to give yourself to the other. Otherwise, relationship doesn't work. And forgiveness only happens within relationship. So let me just condense where I'm going here. Forgiveness only happens when we give. At the end of this story in Luke, the very end of the story, the tail end of it at least, this man who has this prostitute prostate at his feet, this man, in figurative but literal ways, gathers this woman into his body. And and his arms are stretched wide. His body is beaten and broken and dying. And in this very same story, Jesus' words to the Father, with his body, do you know where I'm going? There's a lot of seminary students right here. You know where, you know where I'm going. With this very body says what? Lord, forgive them. Forgiveness happens when all of the character of God is given to you. It is a free gift of God's grace and freely given, emanating from the character of whom God is. It is not your guilt that should draw you in relationship to Jesus. It is knowing the very person of Jesus that will draw out every iniquity, every transgression, and every sin. Exodus 34, 7. That to be near Him, to go anywhere near Jesus, to be within proximity of Him, is to be in and near and approximate to forgiveness. He will take your sin into his body and trample upon it, nailing it to death and resurrecting it, defeating it, denying it, obliterating it. Not just casting it in the ocean. No, don't you understand, Lana? You are forgiven. Sarah... John, Claire, Carrie, Rochelle, Miriam, Sam, great race yesterday. You are forgiven. Kevin, Carson, Theron, if he's laying down back there. Kevin, Dana, James, you are forgiven. We are here at the feet of Jesus, and he is drawing out all 
that which is, you are forgiven. I don't even know what it is, but Kevin, you are forgiven. It is gone. As far as the east is from the west, Addison, you are forgiven. Olivia, Drew, Eddie, Jacqueline, Nathan, you are forgiven. Deal with my memory. I'll come back. I'm going to get you all, okay? Cindy, Emma, Caitlin, Scott, Elizabeth, Rex, Bonnie, Emily, you are forgiven. Where my mind, where my mind should know, just, just correct me in this moment. Zoe, thank you, and Zoe's friend. <laughs> What's your name? Lacey, I'm so sorry, not meaning to embarrass you, but Lacey, you come to a place where you are forgiven. Will, Sammy, Stefan, you are forgiven. Mark, Shelly, Amanda. <laughs> I knew I was making a big risk here. I want you to know, Amanda, there's probably not a day that goes, this will be awkward, there's not a day that goes by that your family and you specifically don't come to my mind and that I don't pray for you, okay? I know your name, all right? I know your name. Jessica, you are forgiven. Kat, you are forgiven. Joyce, Mark, Christina, Morgan, Michelle, Luke, Christy, Theron's brother, Caleb. <laughs> oh, Dennis, Karen, Justin, you are forgiven. Is Bridget back there? Oh, she's not forgiven. Okay. No, that's not true. Oh, Jeff, you are forgiven. Cheryl, you are forgiven. First letter. Sierra. Duh. Sierra, I know your name. Sierra, you are forgiven. I like the band to come and play, and we'll receive the Eucharist in a moment. But the scandal song that we play to leading up to Scripture, Scandal of Grace. I want to invite you to sing with your body and to the presence of forgiveness. Friends, you don't have to hide in your guilt. Jesus will draw it out and he will cleanse you. You don't have to hide in your hurt and in your pain. The one who's at our table is the very character of forgiveness. And friends, he will heal you. The comfort of his body will wrap around you. And he will give of himself all to you. All of his mercy and all of his compassion and all of his love will be poured right into you. Jesus only knows one way and it's the way of full giving of all of himself. And in his presence, friends, we are New Beginnings Church and Chipman Commons. We are forgiven 
all of that stuff you're thinking about, it's, it's forgiven. It's forgiven. You are forgiven. So you screwed up. You see, in Jesus, he won't leave you there. You, church, will not die here. You will not die here no matter what our finances look like. You will not die here because you belong to Jesus. And Jesus only knows one way. And it's to gather all of you up and to banish your transgressions as far as they go. There's only one thing that comes from Jesus and it's life. You won't die here. You won't die here. That was for me. I needed to hear myself say that. Oh, church, let us, let us respond this morning. If it would be appropriate for you to respond in the same ways that the woman responded in Luke 7, that's part of our tradition, and we welcome that. If that's weird to you, that's okay. You're about to drink of juice and bread and call it blood and body, so we just do weird stuff. But if you would like to respond this morning, some, in, in our tradition, these altars are sacred. There are places of physical prayer where, where we respond in embodied ways with our bodies praying. I just want to invite you. Come lay at the feet of Jesus if you need to do it. Let us sing this song and let us embrace the one who freely gives of himself all to you. We'll talk about your response next week of giving all of yourself to Jesus and to your neighbors. You may want to skip that one.